Hey everyone, my name is Nate Baker, and welcome to another episode of the RCC Student Podcast. I'm here today joined with Zach Whitmore. Hey! And today we're going to be answering the question, is it bad that I am single? Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a big question. Uh, I'm the junior high pastor at River Lakes, and we've just started on a, a five-week series tackling the question of Uh, what is Christian sexuality, Uh, trying to frame the biblical worldview on our sexuality and our relationships. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, for any junior hires or high schoolers listening, I don't ever want to minimize that stuff because that's a big deal for you guys. The struggles, the friendship issues, the relationship issues that you're walking through, those are big deals for you. Uh, And I want to give you solid biblical advice for how you should go about dating or not dating uh, in junior high and high school. So for our purposes, I think if we're talking, Nate, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think when we're talking about singleness, we're not, we're not talking just about if you're, if you're dating somebody. We're talking about if you're single, we're talking to those who are not married, Mm-hmm. So, so those of you who are in junior high or high school, even if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, I want you to still hear and listen to these uh, pieces of advice, this scriptural um, uh, advice on, on, on how to be single. Because it's not relevant just for those of you who aren't in a relationship. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Let me pray and then we'll hop into this. Let's do it. Father, thank you for... The gift that is marriage, um, we also thank you for the gift that is singleness mm-hmm. and pray for a biblical view of these things. Pray for a biblical view of singleness um, and that you would enable us, uh, especially the students here at your church, Lord, at River Lakes, to have a real contentment uh, in, in whatever season that they find themselves in, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your love and and all that you've done for us, God. I pray that we would cherish it and worship you for it. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So our main question today uh, that we are answering is, is it bad that I am single? Mm. And we don't want it to just be our opinions. We want to go to the word of God so first we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We're going to look at what the Apostle Paul says to these believers. 1 Corinthians 7, 6. Now as a concession, not a command, I say this. I wish that all were as I myself am. I wonder what he's talking about there. Mm. I wish that everyone was like me. But each has their own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. Verse 8, to the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. So he explains what that I am, that I wish that all were as I myself am. Um, He's talking about singleness. Mm. He says it's good for the unmarried to remain single. And then verse 9, but if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Mm. And so here, 
the word of God refers to singleness as a gift. He says each has its own, each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one from one of another. And so, yes, marriage is a beautiful gift from the Lord, uh, but singleness is also a gift from mm-hmm. the Lord. And so, if you are single, if you find yourself unmarried, which uh, all of you do, unless you are a parent uh, or or just an adult listener who happens to be married. Um, all of you children <laughs> are hopefully unmarried. If you, yeah, if you find yourself single, then here um, as, a, as a comfort, the word of God says that it is good. Yeah, and that's... That's kind of the opposite yeah, of totally of if, if if I can just be honest with the church, like big capital C church right now, like the our culture in this church, we don't we don't really look at singleness as a good thing all the time. Yeah, we kind of look <clears throat> down on people who are single. Mm-hmm. The expectation is, you know, oh, when are you going to get married? When are mm-hmm. you going to find somebody and settle down? Yeah. Um, that may not be the healthiest culture. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that's uh, that's super biblical. And I think that's especially true for youth ministry. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you feel a pressure to date the people around you, um, that is just that's not from God. Mm. Uh, that's not a that's not a godly kind of pressure. Uh, it's not good. Yeah, it doesn't ever end up well. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an interesting point. Um, this is something that I heard from Silas Roll, our worship guy here at River Lakes, and he uh, he was t- talking about. I think it was him. Yeah, how every dating relationship ends in one of three ways. First, I normally hear I normally hear two. So yes, I'm, I'm right. excited to hear the third. Yes, yes. Uh, the first way is that. One of so right so we're ending a dating relationship right mm-hmm. um, first way one of you will uh, break up with the other one mm-hmm. that's that's sad we don't want that mm, no um, no one wants to break up that brings heartache heartbreak uh, sorrow that is time consuming as well <laughs> um, yeah. breakups are rough. The second way that a dating relationship will end is you'll get married. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that married couples don't date each other, <laughs> um, but like a uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. That kind of courtship. High school, yeah, like, that kind of relation. Yes. It's, um, it's, it's come to its fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. You'll get married. Um, the third way is that you, one of you will die. Oh, that's my goodness. That's the third way that a relationship will end. I guess you're um, right. And, and they don't. They don't go any other direction other than that. Mm. Um, and so if you if you don't want to break up with somebody, and if you don't want to tie... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, you're just... And if you're not ready to right get... For it. To consider marriage mm. as a, a future possibility, <clears throat> then... I don't see much of a reason to to start dating. And we'll talk about that more later. Um, mm-hmm. Don't hear that and immediately just tune out and be like, oh, these Christian guys are telling me not to date. Um, but, but yes, uh, I, I think there's wisdom in just looking around um, and where you are at life. We're not saying never date. We're just saying um, for, for a junior hire, uh, I, 
I would never recommend it. Um, <laughs> I think perhaps if you're older in high school, um, if you're like a senior or something and you're, you find yourself in a committed re- relationship with somebody, um, yes, those things can work out. Uh, but even then, I, I'd say exercise caution. Uh, just ask yourself those questions. Am I ready to... Am I ready to consider marriage? Mm. Uh, do I see that as a foreseeable thing in my future? And and if not, then you're probably going to break up with this person, and yeah. that will be heartbreak and a ruined friendship. Why would you start a relationship that you know is just going to end up in, in heartache and right. heartbreak? Yes. You should start a relationship intentionally, uh-huh. thinking, hey, you know, this could potentially end up being the person that I marry one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot that that mindset will do to change your actions and your, your heart in that relationship. Yeah. That's really good. <clears throat> um, it's not to say that dating isn't fun and, and you, you, should, you should just swear it off completely. And, uh, but it is to say, I think, intentionally thinking about it beforehand, uh, trusting your parents, trusting your leaders, yes, your mentors. absolutely. I wish I had listened to my dad <laughs> when he told me, don't date in high yeah, school. Yeah. Uh, it would have saved me a good deal of heartache, mm-hmm. and it would have led me into a much more intentional mm-hmm. uh, season of dating mm-hmm. uh, that I, I, wish, I wish I would have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, there's there's healing from that, and I've grown from that. Uh, but there's just there's heartache that can be avoided, mm-hmm. and that's that's really what we're we're encouraging you guys towards. Yeah, I'll attest to that. Um, whenever I was younger, uh, much much younger, there was a a, a lady in my life, Ooh. and uh, I was considering dating her. Actually, planning to date her to to ask her out the the day that this happened, but. Uh, my mom saw something that I did not, and uh, just in this in this girl, and she told me mm. that I shouldn't date her. And I listened to my mom, uh, and I didn't date her. And boy, am I so glad that I decided <laughs> not to and to remain single. That's just to be a testimony to the fact that our parents have wisdom. Oh, yeah. uh, if you have parents that uh, that love you and um, want what is good for you, uh, listen, listen. Your parents were given to you by the Lord for reasons, and yeah. they're wiser. Um, they, they have more life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would definitely uh, say, yeah, listen to what your parents say. Um, honor them. Uh, feel the weight of what they have to say. Yeah, and I, I would encourage you guys towards that. I don't just want to say... And I will say this, I would encourage you guys to, to be very careful of dating. Um, but in that, I would also say, if you're, if you're thinking about dating somebody, talk to your parents about it. Mm-hmm. And if that's super uncomfortable and you're like, uh, no way, talk to your small group leader. Mm-hmm. Talk to your pastor. I need people and Nate needs people and everybody needs people outside of themselves to, to pour into them, to, to advise them. Uh, a man with many counselors... Uh, will succeed. Um, it's it's important <clears throat> that you lean on the support that God's blessed you with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Zach, uh, perhaps you are 
Not you. I know you know. I'm married. Um, you're a married man. I'm a married man. You are. Only shortly. Um, Almost a year. I'm coming up on a year. Really in, close to a in year, In, like, dude. less than two weeks. If you are perhaps listening and wondering, why the heck would the Apostle Paul say it's better for you guys to remain single as mm. I am? Um, and, and, again, remember, he... He says that this is like a recommendation. This is a desire of his. This is not a command from God that mm-hmm. people have to remain single. This is what Paul would want. Um, but but he is an apostle. He the Holy Spirit is writing this, and so whenever he says this, uh, he he is saying that it is at least a good thing. We can take that away from this for sure. Um, but yeah, you might be wondering that little tangent. You might be wondering why why would he say that. Um, and I, I think that we, we get to read a little bit into his mind here in verse 32, so later in this chapter. I'll just read this, and then um, we'll move on to some other things. But uh, it says, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man, that's you if you're single, uh, unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things how to please his wife and the interests are divided and the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the lord how to be holy in body and spirit but the married woman is anxious about worldly things how to please her husband i say this for your own benefit not to lay any restraint upon you but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the lord and so <clears throat> Here we see that if you are married, um, if you're in a committed relationship to another human being, uh, your interests will be divided. Uh, your <clears throat> your wife or your husband may not want to go on a mission trip, uh, f- to, to give just a really practical and specific mm-hmm. example. Um, you may want to go later on, you may want to go to like, Africa for seven years and and devote your time and your spouse may not want to. Um, And and that's going to cause your interests to be divided. Uh, You you may want to do something in in service to the Lord that your spouse doesn't want to do. Um, And and that causes your interests to be divided. Uh, There are lots of practical examples that we could get into, but the point being that there are good things that come from being single mm-hmm. whenever you are that's not just to say be single and spend all your time eating cheetos and watching tv <laughs> and playing video games that would be a not good way to be single yes yes right uh but whenever you are doing things of eternal significance um whenever you are devoting your time uh to to godly things um, you have much more time to do so. You have uh, a mind that can be focused only on those things. Uh, there's not another person to kind of match these things to. Um, and, and so <clears throat> point being, uh, there are even adults who uh, benefit from singleness and who it is a gift for. And so if you are if you are a child and you're thinking, this stinks that I'm single. Is this, is this a bad thing? Do I need to get, you know, dating? Um, 
No. <laughs> uh, the answer is no. Uh, there, there are great benefits to being single, and, and Paul here calls it a gift from God. Hmm. Singleness is a really tough thing, mm-hmm. uh, much in the same way that marriage is. And something that I want to tie this into is exactly what we're tying our Christian sexuality series into. Um, there are, again, there, there are a lot of bad ways to be single. Yeah. Uh, you can be eating Cheetos and playing video games and, and, and not serving the Lord in any way, just kind of coasting. Um, and that's a bad way to be single. Uh, but you can, you, you can be serving in church and uh, still not be a single person in a good way. Oh. Because being, how do I say this right? Doing singleness well doesn't necessarily have to do with what you're doing with your time, but where your heart is with the Mm. Lord. Um, The entire point of our existence is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, To be fully satisfied in Christ alone. Mm -hmm. And that's true of singleness. Mm -hmm. That's true of... Uh, dating. That's even true of marriage. In my relationship with my wife, Lydia, she is not the one that I rely on to be my satisfaction. And if I did rely on her for that, then our relationship would be really strange because she can't do that. And she's wonderful. She's amazing. I love her. But she can't do that. And I can't do that for her no matter how hard she tries, no matter how hard I try. And so how silly is it to think that somebody that you're not even married to, somebody that you're just dating, somebody you have no real lifelong connection to, how silly is it to think that that person could be the one who satisfies your soul's deepest longings? Like that's just, that doesn't make any sense. And so think about this. When you go into a relationship, it's really easy. And that, man, for me, that temptation to look to my wife for satisfaction, like that's a big temptation for me. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I catch myself very frequently thinking, oh man, I'm not satisfied right now. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad thing. And my wife isn't, isn't fulfilling this for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to catch myself and say, well, that's not her job. Yeah. It's not your boyfriend's job. It's not your, your girlfriend's job, your husband's job, your wife's job to bring you satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is something that only Christ can do. Yeah. Are there any other places in scripture that might help us out with figuring out, is this singleness a bad thing? For sure. Uh, this book in the wisdom literature of the Old Testament called Song of Solomon is very vehement on this one point. It mm-hmm. repeats it a bunch of times. And uh, it's Song of Solomon 2.7, and it's in other places as well. Let me read it for you. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the does of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. What does that mean? That's a good question. Yeah, it's by the gazelles and the does. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that part, but here's what I do know about, okay? Love is not something that we get to decide to just, oh, I think this person is cute. I'm going to stir up love. I'm going to try to force this into existence because I want this. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. This is a 
this is a gift from God mm-hmm. that he stirs up. We okay. talked about on Sunday in the junior high room, uh, in the beginning, Genesis 2, God was the one who invented marriage. God is the one who performed the first wedding ceremony. And he presided over this first little interaction when Adam fell asleep and, and God created Eve from his side. God was, I, I, I mean, you know, over the years, the millennia of God watching humanity grow, I can just imagine how much fun he has <laughs> watching his creation just fall in <clears throat> love with each other in, in, in the most beautiful and pure and romantic ways. God loves love. He invented uh-huh. it. But I think he hates fake love. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is talking about. When you are caught up in emotions, you got to be real careful that you're not stirring up and awakening love yeah. before it desires. Yeah. So I would, I would try to summarize this admonition to junior high students in this way. Don't look for romantic relationships too young. Mm -hmm. Don't dive into a relationship with somebody who has no idea where they're going in life and look for them to satisfy your soul's desires. Again, mm-hmm. going back to, to what your soul truly craves. Yeah. Until, you, un, until you have that satisfaction in Christ, your relationships will probably struggle yeah. a good deal. Yeah, don't, uh, don't enter romantic relationships too young. Don't search for love and, and try to become so desperate to find love that mm. you're looking for it in the wrong places. Don't um, don't try to manufacture these feelings of love. That's all awesome, Zach. Thank you. Yeah. I just have one more thing to say. Um, it might seem like so far we've just been talking about how singleness is good and, and marriage is bad. Mm. We don't want to give that kind of impression at all. Uh, most Christians, I think, will get married by God's mm-hmm. uh, grace and... Um, and that's that's a good thing. But that also is for a future point for all of you child listeners. <laughs> and um, Yeah, not yet. Yes, not yet. Uh, if, yes, if you please. have a desire for marriage in the future, that is a good desire. Um, you're, you are free to get married, uh, but also understand that comes at a future time. You usually have to date in our culture before you get married and marriage is awesome proverbs eighteen twenty two says he who finds a wife finds a good thing mm, and obtains favor from the lord mm. and so it's a good thing to get married uh marriage is wonderful zach and i are both happily married to <laughs> wonderful women and uh and we wouldn't go back on that no certainly <laughs> um, so blessed to to have this good thing from the lord this gift um just like i was blessed for for so many years uh, to be single mm. and uh and so whenever the future at a future time uh, comes that you want to date uh, and and look into marriage as a possibility i just say, ask yourself a few questions. Ask yourself, am I ready today? Am I satisfied in Jesus? Is he my foundation already? Um, am I 
am I continually sinning in a way that would be unfair to my future partner? Mm. These might be some things to start targeting and thinking about right now. Uh, almost as a way of preparation now so that in the future you have a strong foundation uh, whenever you are looking into marriage more seriously, mm. um, knowing I've been a devoted follower of Christ for for so many years and uh, and I, I know that I can walk into this marriage with with that as my foundation. Um, I've already been satisfied in him. I would ask um, just some more questions also. Is this the right person? Is this going to lead to my heartbreak? Is it likely to lead to heartbreak? Uh, do they meet the expectations that I have for a person that I want to marry? Yeah. Um, is this a man that I, if, if you're a woman, uh, is this a man that I'd be comfortable submitting to mm. um, in, in a marital relationship uh, according to God's uh, given structure? And if you have more questions about that, uh, <laughs> ask us. We'd love to talk about that. Um, and for, for, uh, for men, is this a woman that I am to love sacrificially like the Lord has loved me. Mm. Um, and that's also not conditioned on the woman, right? Um, mm. you're, you're to do that regardless of who she is. And then will they protect my purity? Uh, and that, that goes in with that question as well. But um, do, they, do they cherish my, my purity? Uh, will they pressure me to do things that, that I'm convicted uh, not to do on the basis of God's word and the Holy Spirit who lives in me? Mm. Um, is, this, is this a person that I should even consider um, stepping into a romantic relationship with? So there's some questions that might be helpful uh, just in the future to, yeah, to consider. Am I ready to date? <laughs> yeah, something that I think is helpful uh, just as a last thought, if you are considering dating, consider that whoever you're looking at dating, whoever, gentlemen, the girl that you're looking at, uh, ladies, the boy you're thinking about, that person is a child of God. Uh-huh. Uh, that girl yes. is a daughter yes. of the Most High King. That boy is a son of the King of all the universe. And however you treat that person I mean I don't know about you but I if I was standing before the throne of God and he asked me hey what did you do to my daughter yeah like oh my yeah. goodness that is horrifying uh-huh. uh, I'd rather face a, a mean dad with a shotgun than God angry at me <laughs> for how I treated his yeah. kid yeah uh, so just just be be careful um, and keep watch over yourself guard your heart uh, guard your heart from sin and temptation and mm-hmm. and walk in purity in all that you do, whether you're single or you're dating or uh, <clears throat> whatever that looks like for you. Walk in purity, guard your heart, guard their heart. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Amen. That's not to say uh, that there's not grace for you if you've already for stumbled, sure. if you've already failed, um, and you perhaps might carry a, a deep burden or uh, wounds. Um, that's not to say that that there's not grace um, extended to you in in Christ. Mm. There absolutely is. But yeah, don't don't make those mistakes if you haven't. Don't yet. make it harder uh, than it makes, has to be. Yes, yes, absolutely. 
That's great, Zach. Uh, Thank you. Do you mind praying for us? I'd love to. Father, thank you for these students, for these young men and women who you are raising up to be your sons and daughters leading in this world. And Lord, there is a, a prevailing culture that is pushing us towards just kind of non-careful dating and uh, stirring up love early. And Lord, I just pray against that. Mm-hmm. I ask that you would put in our students' hearts a desire to be fully satisfied in you and you alone before they even start thinking about dating. Mm-hmm. And if they do that, Lord, man, I, I am looking forward to uh, seeing them grow, watching relationships in the future blossom as they uh, just image your love for your church in the way that husbands love their wives. Uh, I, I, I am so looking forward to that and, and watching the church grow. Yeah. But until then, Lord, guard these students' hearts and their minds. Uh, keep watch over them. Give them peace mm-hmm. in the struggle and the pain that they are going through yeah. wherever they are. So, Lord, we love you and we thank you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you've been listening to the RCC Student Podcast. Throughout every season of your life, remember that God's plan is worthy of our trust and our delight. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.